The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Let's move on to the week trending and uh, some of the stories of the week. We have Ben Finnegan, who, of course, is our 5 of 5 and 6 of 6 news anchor with us. And Adele Coffey, novelist and columnist with the Irish Examiner, joins us from Galway. And uh, Adele, have you ever had on your journeys need to use motorway laybys that may no longer be available to you if the authorities get their way? Uh, yeah, I have actually. I was thinking about this kind of slightly fondly because enough distance has, enough time has passed. But I used to have to pull into those little parking laybys when I used to make the journey from Galway to Dublin when I had a very, very young baby and she'd be screaming her head off in the back and I'd have to stop and feed her and then carry on. So they were really, really useful for me because if I was between, say, there was, there was a, the Lockray Plaza and then there wasn't another one until Enfield but now there's one in Athlone so I realise that there are actually um, a lot more now and there are a lot closer space in terms of those plazas that you can pull into and I have to say I didn't love pulling into that those parking laybys because you know you're on the side of a motorway when you're parked you can really feel the speed at which those cars are going and you know I, I, I only did it out of absolute desperation if I really had to But Ben Finnegan, there's signs all over the motorways saying tiredness kills. You're likely to get messages flashing up on your dashboard after a period of time saying you need to take a break because you were driving. You can't necessarily always be going on, can you, to the next service station. Is it not a good idea of having even more of these laybys open to people rather than closing them down to all but emergency services. Well, it's I think HGV drivers would be allowed to use them as well in in cases. But it, I think it's a I think it's a case of safety that, as Adele said, you know, a car speeding by you at 120 kilometres an hour, it's not the most safe things to do. The TII say that every 60 kilometres there is some sort of online services or offline, meaning they're within a kilometre or two of the motorway. But as well, like, Ireland is such a small country that if you are driving the motorway now from Dublin to Galway and you do get tired, you're not that far away from a town like Mullingar or something like that. You could pull in there and you're not too far away from a petrol station ever. So it's not as if you're driving through the outback and you are 400 (laughs) kilometres away from civilization. It's not that big of a deal. I don't think anyway. Ben Finnegan applying sense to the situation. So, Adele, what do you make of the sulky races on the N20 in Croom in County Limerick? Oh God, this just really, I just find this all really frightening. Um, for people who haven't seen the video online, um, it was um, kind of like, what would you call it? Um, it's like something convoy? out of Mad Max. <laughs> yeah, of like of cars and vans and uh, two sulky racers as well coming down um and including all four lanes of the road um so they were driving on the wrong side of the road as well as on the right side of the road and people were driving into it you know at 100 kilometers an hour and had to obviously stop very suddenly um now I don't think anybody was injured but if I encountered that and I have encountered actually some sulky um racers on on my way down to Cork actually on on the same road um in the past and it's been really frightening I have to say just because you know you're you're in a situation and you're having to act very suddenly and very quickly um it's just so dangerous and it is criminal and it's just, that's just the it's such a basic um no you know you just just don't do it it's so incredibly dangerous I'd never seen one that size it was huge like there was probably I don't know 
like if it's nearly the Father Ted thing, like there's nearly four million cars there in the. I don't know the exact number. But there was a lot of cars and that. And I've like you know driving through Dublin and even at home, like you'd you'd see sulkies and horses and like I'd always kind of get nervous because. I don't know horses too well, so I wouldn't really trust them. And, you know, you're passing them out in a car. I don't know, is the horse okay with this? With the car passing it out, it might freak out. So that's my main concern, that the horse may uh, get startled. It was once thrown at me on air, Adele, that this is a tradition the sulkies and that it should be allowed to continue although it was then pointed out to me how could it be a tradition to have races like this on motorways and dual carriageways given that we only got motorways in the last 30 years <laughs> well like I, I'm all for people um, to celebrate their traditions but um, that was just dangerous driving which I don't think is a tradition of anybody's heritage or culture so um, you know you can't put other people's lives at risk and you you can't drive on the wrong side of the road in a car um it's it is criminal i think isn't it um i'm right in thinking that it's dangerous driving um so yeah celebrate absolutely i i I don't think anybody's um debating anyone's right to do that but isn't there a, a famous saying your right to uh swing your arm ends where my nose begin begins, isn't that it? You know, it's, you Indeed, know. And there's also people pointing out that it's animal abuse, it's cruelty to animals to actually, to force the horses to run on the roads in this fashion. Yeah, I don't know anything about that now, whether it is or it isn't like, I mean, you'd have to assume that it's um, well, like I would always assume that it, the animal is probably not enjoying that, but I don't know enough about horses. Well, I, I, I don't, I don't, don't think it's good for the horses. Too. Ben, what part of the country are you from? Roscommon. Because there are listeners taking issue with your geography, saying things like, if you're driving from Dublin to Galway and you're just outside Bullagar, you're taking the wrong way, says Dermot. I didn't no, want to not. say, but... <laughs> no, you're not. Hold I've, on now, Dermot. Hold on. If you times can... I've taken a wrong turn, or haven't taken the turn for Athlone on the on the M6, uh, and ended up in Mullingar, I tell you, it, it it was a long time before it's I got o- back onto the road. It's only about 15 <laughs> kilometres out of the way. Like, you're going... A listener says, Mullingar. another listener, Mullingar is not on the route between Dublin and Galway, Ben. It's it on was. the Dublin to Sligo Mayo route. That's from Shane and Manute. It didn't say it was. In to him, he said it's a nearby. Thing. Thank you. Thank you, Edel. Thank you. But I nearby is relative, obviously. <laughs> right. Um, tell us about the, the UFO and the Ryanair flight, Ben. Yeah, this was revealed through a freedom of information request to Essex Police in the UK. They had uh, asked about UFO sightings reported to police in the UK. And one of them, seemingly, was made by a Ryanair pilot who was taking out taking off out of Stansted Airport outside London uh, last year in 2022. And he reported a black object passing within 20 metres of the plane Um the, the plane was going around 370 kilometres an hour at that point, so it had just taken off. And there was a suggestion that it was possibly a drone. Now, I don't know what drone would go be able to go that speed unless it was uh, manufactured by the US military or something like that. Um, but it certainly was a UFO. It could have been a bird. We don't know about the size but, but, of this. But it sounds like you prefer the idea of a UFO, do you? Um, No. 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy into that sort of nonsense now, Matt. Um, it was probably a bird. <laughs> and they're lucky to get away with their lives that it didn't hit the engine. But it was 20 metres away and there wasn't much of a description about this object other than it being black. Okay, moving on to something else, Adele. What do you make of former footballer Roy Keane being an Adidas model? Well, now, I watched the little um, ad for this today and I thought, wow, this looks like a great new... Um crime thriller or something it was very uh very moody and intimidating but i suppose that is actually roy Keane's stock in trade um sorry are you suggesting I, he could be a bit like an irish harry bosch in the way that he sort of could be a crime scene harry investigator bosch. i think i think he'd make an amazing uh, yeah crime scene um investigator he'd be fabulous the way he was staring at you straight down the camera with that really sort of almost like scandy noir kind of vibe um I, I i would buy um one of his jackets that he's selling i mean it's lashing rain outside my window right now you know um but sorry, yeah you buy it for yourself or for your husband? These are aimed at the male, the male market, aren't they? Well, look, listen, it's a long time since I've um, come around to the idea of wearing weather-appropriate jackets and completely sacrificing. I don't make a single concession to fashion these days, Matt. It's all about the, the appropriateness for the weather. I'm, you know, isn't it in, in Copenhagen they say there's no such thing as bad weather, only bad clothes? Oh, I say that to my children a half years and they go <laughs> mad. It really drives them crazy to say so things like that. So are you a cranky dad then as well, Matt? Yeah, Ben, though... I mean, are you too young yes. to be influenced by Roy Keane's fashion choices? Far too young. I'm, far, I'm only a gossip, Matt. Um, the, like, Brianna Parkinson did a piece in the Irish Times this week. Very funny about, piece. Um, was it cranky middle-aged men appealing to cranky, cranky middle-aged men? I don't know, you might know more about that than me, Matt. Um, but, like, I'm just surprised that Adidas is going down the middle-aged market. Uh, I don't recall them trying to corner that market off as being like middle-aged man uh, casual wear um, but there's probably no one Didn't they go with Kanye West for a while isn't he middle-aged effectively? But it's probably just an untapped uh, corner of the market for them you know they, they yeah. have the, the teen market they have the, the young the youth market and now they want to tap into that wasn't it uh, Johnson's baby shampoo that um did a, an ad with the Beatles years ago or, or did yeah, a I thought you were say Roy Keane there for a second <laughs> it was a real exclusive I believe, I believe he uses it on his beard it looks very soft no but they, they were doing that to sort of um, tap into a market outside of babies essentially they were trying to sell it to young men who are into the Beatles so they, they did this ad with a mop top like a, a Beatle hair, hairdo so maybe it's just that Adidas are trying to expand into different markets well one listener said it's middle aged men who could afford the gear and one interesting thing I found about the ad <laughs> is that we got introduced to another member of the Keane family, a new dog. Yes. Remember Triggs, Trigger, from the 2002 Triggs. World Cup? Triggs. Yeah. Uh, now, there's Jet. Okay, uh, if Phelim in Dublin says, I want to be as equally pedantic as the Mullingar textures, a UFO is an unidentified flying object. A UFO does not mean aliens. Clearly, in this case, it was the aliens, though. We need to take a break. Adele Coffee and Ben Finnegan will be back with more in the week trending after this. Uh, a lot of people still going on about the sulky racing. Uh, racing. It's cruel, and that so-called minority who do it are nothing but cruel to animals. Don't sit on the fence. Anyway, OK, we all know who's responsible. Anyway, uh, more in the week trending with Adele Coffee and Ben Finnegan. And uh, Ben... 
what's your take on this Wexford pub which has had to apologise after a musician was told to stop playing rebel songs on the premises? Yeah, it seems like a musician there uh, in recent weeks in Wexford in that pub played played a set and then at the end there was a request for a few rebel songs including, you know, Grace, Come Out Your Black and Tans, stuff like that. And there was a complaint to the bar manager or bar, bar staff about the song then the uh, the singer was called into a meeting with the, the bar manager and was told, if you're going to do that again, well, then we're not going to need you in future. The singer said, I will be doing it again. And then the contract or whatever agreement they had was revoked and the, um, the, the, the singer wasn't allowed to perform at the bar anymore because rebel songs are apparently offensive now. What do you think, Adele? Yeah, I we we've spoken about this before, obviously, um, because of the electric picnic um, debacle again to do with rebel songs. But um, I have no problem with people playing rebel songs. I think they're a part of our heritage. Um, to coin a phrase, I do think that um, you're allowed write songs and sing about your pain. You're allowed write songs and sing about your history from a certain point of view, which may or may not be biased. I think that's all fine. Um, and if you don't like it, why not, you know, write a opposing protest song? Or go and drink in another pub. Maybe that's what the owner <laughs> exactly. was a bit worried about, about losing customers. It's not like you're stuck on an airplane listening to them, you know? Like you'd <laughs> you really... You'd really have to question, um, you'd, you'd ne- actually need to go outside and touch some grass if you're going to complain about Grace, which is a love song about Joseph Mary Plunkett being shot at dawn and a song to the woman he loved. And like, yeah, come out you black and tans. Like, it can be offensive. But sorry. It's almost like a parody song since the it Alan is. Partridge show. But also, newsflash, the black and tans haven't been around for a while. They're not here yeah, anymore. Like I don't think they're offended. <laughs> yeah, they're fine. And they're they're all uh, tapped anyway, so like, they're, they're all right. Okay, and then what's this about the Aer Lingus flight, Adele? Oh, yeah, this is what I was referencing there when I said it's not like you're stuck on an aeroplane. Um, apparently, there, uh, Hugh Linehan was writing about this in, in the Irish Times. Um, apparently, a flight from Germany uh, was delayed and the Cavan town cultus Kiltoriaren were on the plane and, uh, well, about half a dozen members of them. And they sort of spontaneously struck up a bit of a session. And um, <laughs> Hugh Linehan was saying, you know, you either fall into one category. Yeah, isn't that cruel and unusual punishment for anyone who's already delayed on a flight <laughs> when they suddenly have this imposed upon them? Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like, again, it's that thing of let's all just respect each other's um, space and respect each other's um, safety. <laughs> and I, I'm not sure everybody would be in the mood for that. It sounds like lots of people enjoyed it, but also um, it, it, Hugh Linham was talking about the division that still exists in Irish culture between those of us who enjoy traditional Irish music and those of us who can't stand it and call it diddly eye. Um, you know, which is, it's offensive, but I suppose there is a spectrum of Irish music and, you know, it's, it's not all the same. It's all very cringy whenever you see those videos. Like there's been a few videos in the past on Irish Rail or on a plane where they start with this session. And people, people are clapping along, and it's like, oh, just, just put on noise cancelling headphones. Leave me. What if you don't have noise cancelling headphones? Invest in them. 
That's what I did. Well, you might invest in them for the next flight, but if you don't have them for that flight, and all these people as well who do just go, oh, we're the crack, you're no crack yeah. if you don't want to inv- yeah. be involved in our crack. Yeah, well, if that's crack, I don't want anything to do with it. I have to leave it. I have to leave it there. Unfortunately, no. we're out of time. Uh, ben Finnegan, we'll see you for the six of six in just a little while. Adele Coffey, novelist and Irish examiner columnist, thank you very much for being with us as well. The last word with Matt Cooper, weekdays from four thirty. Today.